1: Your glory here among us. great is our hope. One of the interesting facts you may not know about me is that I hate the dentist. I loathe the dentist. In fact, there was a brief period, 20 or so years, I believed that dentists were incapable of salvation. If there's any dentists out there, I'm very sorry. We hope you make it to your eternal reward. And part of that was out of fear, because when I was a child, I had all of my baby teeth except for three pulled at the dentist office. So the dentist was never a pleasant experience for me. So when our gospel finishes with grinding of teeth, I almost take it a little bit personally, because my dentist tells me that I grind my teeth when I'm stressed. In doing that, I've worn off about four caps in the back of my mouth. So that image of grinding of teeth is not something I like to hear coming from Jesus whatsoever. It kind of jars me a little bit. And that is where my reflection began this week on our readings. In that sense of, I can relate to the last line of the gospel, but how can I relate to the rest of the readings? And I think Perhaps that's what we're called to do this weekend. Find one point throughout all of our readings where we can insert ourselves and then reflect on the other ones in relation to it. And the first thing I think we have to do, whether it's the first reading or the gospel, is remove gender from the readings. Because this reading from the Book of Proverbs almost sounds like something from Leave it to Beaver of the 1950s, doesn't it? It's a very antiquated, perhaps, view of marriage. A good wife is one that does this and does that, takes care of the poor, takes care of the needy, takes care of her family. And in one sense, for us in the 21st century, that's almost an antiquated view of how a wife relates to her family. But if we remove gender from that reading, we see perhaps the reading in a different light, because it's no longer a worthy wife, but if we just put in a spouse, all of a sudden, perhaps it changes our viewpoint, because a spouse is going to do all of these things for the one they love. They are going to bring good and not evil. They're going to take care of their family's needs. They're going to remember to reach out to the poor and the needy. And it's from that point, I think, if we move into the gospel, we can all insert ourselves as that spouse, that spouse of Christ, perhaps, as the faithful disciple, that each one of us, as a disciple of Jesus, should be as close to our Lord as spouses are to each other. If we do that, when we come to this gospel reading that can be a little confusing, we see that each one of us is expected to use the gifts and talents that we've been given for the good of our spouse. And whether that spouse is the person sitting next to us, is the person sitting behind us, if you're not together, or if that spouse be the church, we're called to use all of those talents that God has given us for good. Each one of us has some talent to use for the good of the church. And that's not just our parish church or our diocese here in Syracuse, but rather that expansive network of brothers and sisters that share That common faith with us. That is who the church is, and that's who we're called to use our talents for. Perhaps we use our talents for the good of the church when we help an elderly neighbor, when we take care of someone else's children while they're at work, while we just perhaps say hello to somebody and treat them with an ounce of dignity. Whatever we do, to the church and for the church, we must use all of these talents. My heart always goes out to that poor shrewd servant who buried the one talent for fear, if he lost it, that his master would somehow harm him. But I think if we look at that more symbolically, perhaps we see ourselves reluctant to use all of our gifts, reluctant to reach out to those in need. But the gospel reassures us in kind of an odd way that if we do that, we will become richer. We will become a richer person if we reach out to others in generosity. I believe that's what's at the heart of this gospel, that Jesus is reminding his disciples as they journey through life and as they navigate the world not to hold back their talents, but rather let those talents shine before us, just like that light that St. Paul speaks about in the second reading, a light that should be so bright that others are able to see it. So as we continue and bring this liturgical year to a close, it might be a time for us to reflect on how in the last year we have used those talents God has given us. Have we used them in such a way to benefit our brothers and sisters? Or have we held back, holding them in and not letting them come to full fruition? In you, our
0: Thanks for listening to the Assumption Church Podcast. To listen to more episodes, connect with us and our community or join us for worship, please visit AssumptionSYR.org